and we're glad that you made it. Amen? Amen. Amen. In spite of the weather, in spite of whatever might have been going on, we thank the Lord that you're here. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to let you rest just a little minute because we've got some things we got to go over. We definitely want to do our declaration today. Um, yes, indeed. Amen? Amen? Amen. And I just want to say this. I just want to say this. If you're going to be out and about this week, this is a very long weekend, beautiful weekend. Have fun, but represent Christ. Amen. Have fun, but represent Christ. Amen. 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 You can't be salt and light behind the door. No, you, you can't. You can't. Amen. All right. Good morning, SoundCloud listeners. Woo. We're here at 411 South Broad Street, worshiping the Lord, getting ready to go into the word of the Lord. We ask you that you get Bibles, pens, and pads, iPads with the Bible, phones with the Bible. And to the congregation, we ask you to get your Bibles, pens, and pads as well. We have a foundation to lay this morning um, so that we can move forward into the word of God. Amen. Amen. I know on last Sunday we were talking and dealing with the prophetic books of the Bible. And we were talking about the fact that from the book of Isaiah to Malachi is a prophetic book. They are full of prophecies that direct us toward the coming of Christ. And Isaiah went as far as to look on past because he prophesied 800 years before the birth of Christ, he began to look even further down, even past us, to that great day of the tribulation period. And a lot of people want to know, well, what is the tribulation period? Well, the tribulation period is when the Lord is going to have to judge some things, some things that have been set in order that he's asked everybody to do. And some people are doing it. Some people are making up their mind to do it. And some people just say, look, I don't believe it. I'm not going to do anything. And so there has to be a judgment. Amen. And so the great tribulation is also for the children of Israel because they rejected the Lord when he was here. They wouldn't have any. They didn't believe he was God. They didn't believe he was God's only son. They didn't believe he was born of a virgin. They just wouldn't accept it. They wouldn't accept him as the Messiah. So the, 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 the great tribulation is for the, the Jews, for those that are going to be left behind, who didn't uh, get in on salvation now, uh, for those that just downright just mean they're just not going to change. <laughs> they're going to do it their way. Amen. So thank God, though, the church will not be here doing the great tribulation. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, because we got a made up mind to serve the Lord. Amen. In season and out of season. So this morning, if we're going to uh, label our SoundCloud message, or if you're keeping a journal and you want to label your journal, the Lord brought to my attention that we need to talk about the church. We need to talk about the church. So this morning, we're going to be talking about the church, what it is, what it's not. Amen. So we're going to lay a foundation. We're going to ask you to kind of stand up a minute. I know you kind of, come on, we got the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on, come on. Amen. 
Amen. And we're just going to do our declaration. Just put it in the atmosphere. Amen. Amen. In this house as well. 2024. 2024. The year of the restart. The year of the restart. A fresh new beginning. A fresh new beginning. In my life. In my, life. My, serving. my serving. My giving. My giving. This, year, this year. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Will restore my years. Restore my, my health. And prosper me financially. 2024. The year of restoration. Healing and increase. In my life. My home. My church. And my children's lives. Daniel chapter 2. Verses 20 through 22. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Amen. Now, when we get ready to talk about the church, now this is going to sound long, but just listen. Thank God for SoundCloud if we need to go back over it. So within this topic, we're laying the foundation today. Within this topic of the church, we're going to be talking about the body of Jesus Christ, the church, and its working relationship to the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the foundational grace gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts Jesus Christ gave to the church, and the sevenfold spirit of God called the abilities of God. Now, I know that's a lot, but we're, gonna, we're laying the foundation today. We know we're not going to cover all of this today, but of course we're going to be touching on some things. But this is going to be the topic. This is going to be the subjects within the topic of talking about the church. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, I want you, I'm trying to see if I want to go there first. Let's see, Lord. All right. Here's where we want to start, right here. All right. So first of all, we need to understand that the church is not only a called out body. Now, some of these words are key. So we need to hear them, let them go in our spirit or write them down and go back over them because they're key. The church is not only a called out body. It is the body of Jesus Christ. Okay. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm called out. out. Mm Mm-hmm. That's important. Uh Uh-huh. Say, I'm also also the body body of Jesus Christ. Christ. That's deep. Okay. Oh, it is. Because a lot of times we don't act like we called out. We act like we're, you know. Can I go? Can I go walk up here right now and be downtown and you see a difference? Or am I gonna be cussing and trying to fight somebody over a piece of candy? Am I gonna be drunk as a skunk? Am I gonna be trying to pick up somebody? Or am I going to enjoy being out and about and enjoying what's going on in the city? And if anything, I'll pick up that candy and, hey, if you really want it, you can. So basically what I hear the Lord saying, am I going to be a part of the problem 
or am I going to be a, as, a, as, as, the, as the church or am I going to be a part of the solution? You can't be salt and light inside the house, in a cave, with all the doors locked and all the windows locked. Some people live their lives like that. Even Paul told us, you have to honestly leave the earth to live like that. The first mention of the church in the Bible, it's in there, is in Matthew. Let's go there. The 16th chapter. We're laying a foundation. We're not trying to go through all of the subjects this morning. Thank you, Lord. All right. So we're looking at the first mention of the church in the Bible. Matthew, the 16th chapter. All right. When you get it, say amen. amen. All right, and let's please go to verse 16. Okay, 16, 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bonjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. So who, who does the church belong to? Thank you, Dr. Hancock. Come on, let's, let's try to get in line. Come on. Uh-uh. Who does the church belong to? Thank you. When, when he puts a shepherd over a church, that church doesn't belong to that shepherd. It belongs to Jesus. Amen. The shepherd just working along with the partners that God called into it to work together to bring about God's purpose. Amen. Amen. So the Lord told him, he says, I'm going to be on my church. You need to triple underline that. The church belongs to Jesus Christ. And he says, this is what the Lord says. He says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Is that in your Bible? Amen. We've seen the devil try to tear up the church, but it's still here. Amen. We've seen him try to divide the church, but it's still here. Amen. Because you know why? The devil can't divide those who know who they are in Christ. Amen. He can't tear up. Those that know who they are in Christ and their purpose in the body. Amen? Amen. So he says, it's my church. Jesus said, it's my church and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. So what is the rock that he was talking to Peter about? What is this rock that Jesus said, I'm going to build the body upon. I'm going to build the church upon. It's called reveal knowledge. Okay, you need to know that. That is the rock. It is the revealed knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. Because when you know who Christ is, when it's been revelated to you, it becomes a part of you. Amen? And the devil in hell can't take it from you. Okay? So in this dispensation, in this dispensation, God is calling out. Somebody say out. out. Mm-hmm. He calling us out to go back in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, all you shut up in the house with the doors locked, the windows locked. Oh, my, what are you doing? 
Huh? You're doing nothing. I'm not, I'm not going to be a part. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? You're supposed to be making a difference. Mm, well, anyway, you go out to eat, don't you? All right, then. A lot of you going to go out to eat today. If you don't have a grill already up. <laughs> he called us out to call us back in. Amen? So in this dispensation, God is calling out by the voice of the Holy Spirit individuals from both Jews and Gentiles to form a new body called the church. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. Separate and distinct from both Jews and Gentiles. Well, what is a Jew? A Jew is one that is born of Jewish parents. What is a Gentile? A Gentile is anybody that has not became saved. So since you've gotten saved in Christ, you're no longer called a Gentile. You are a Christian. Uh-oh, uh-oh. This new body is not under law, but grace. Well, what is grace? What is the law, first of all? The law is the law of Moses, the law of sin and death. You didn't have no hope. You, you just looked for death. Amen. But under the law of grace, grace is the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. It is the unmerited favor and every spiritual blessing of the Lord God upon our lives. We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. He bestowed it upon us. Somebody say, I'm under grace. grace. Now, I don't don't know where we're getting this from, but we got to start reversing the body. Because this is what the Bible says. How did Jesus get the church? What was the price for his church? It was his own blood. Go to Acts 20. We lay in a foundation. It was his blood. We going somewhere. (laughs) We going somewhere. Acts 20. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And would you please look at verse 28. And the apostle Paul, he warns us. He says, take heed. Acts 20, 28. He says, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost had made you an overseer. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know why pastor just won't let me get up and do stuff. Uh, I'm not the overseer. I'm not the, I'm under the, the top shepherd. Right. I don't know where y'all going. Right. You're not going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I know what I can do. Oh, I know what I can. Okay, do it out there. Because right. until God show it to me, and he does, before you get smart, he might not show. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He does. Yes, he does. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, he does. Because the Bible says he is the head of the body. And he sets in the church in manner of his own will. So I have to listen to him to say, okay, you know what? Could you do this? Hey, the Lord said you can do it. I have people sitting in here right now that told me when I went to them, 
I don't think I can do that. I said, yeah, you can, because God said you can. And they doing it. So who does the church belong to? How did he pay for it? Here it is. Acts 20, 28. He says, take heed therefore unto yourselves to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost made you overseer. Who put me in, in, in the pastoral place? Who put you in your, in your offices? Thank you. Thank you. You better not be placing yourself. You better not be saying, I'm, yeah, I know what I'm supposed to ah, Okay. Who done judge your gift? Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, you just look like, oh, wait a minute. Here's the big one. Well, your daddy was a preacher. Your mama was a preacher. I know you're a preacher. You got preacher legs. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Ooh, I know you can sing because your great-grandmama can sing. No, you can sing if God said you can sing. Amen. So it is the Holy Ghost that makes the overseers and set the body in order. He says to do what? To feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. Mm, that's the word. The blood was God's as a man. Yet so close in the union between the divine and human nature that, is, that it is these called the blood of God. For it was the blood of him who is God. See, I keep telling you Jesus is God. Amen. Jesus is God. Amen. Jesus is God. Amen. The church the body of Christ was formed after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So now, wait a minute, baby. Uh, hook me up here. Because <laughs> I don't like that, I, you know. <laughs> okay. So here we go. The church is Christ's body. But you are the body. Mm -hmm. You're the body. This is the worship center. Or we call ours conference center. Okay. So we, we, the body comes to the conference center and begins to build up a habitation of God through the spirit. Because he's going to use our arms, our legs, our mouth, our eyes, our ears. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I am, I am the church. Say, it's not the brick and the mortar. Say, that's the conference center. Say, but I'm the church. I'm the body of Christ. It's in the shining. It's in the shining. Yes, Lord. So the body was formed on the day of Pentecost. And it's composed of all true believers in Christ, both Jews and Gentiles. Okay? Every Jew that accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they're no longer called a Jew. They are called Messianic Jews. They are the Messiah's Jews. They are Christ's Jews. Amen? And Gentiles are called Christians. 
They make up a distinct society. Now, I liked it that. You know, we got all kinds of societies out here today, downtown. You got, you're going to have uh, Manga, MAGA, is that how you pronounce it? MAGA societies. You got the Elk Societies. You got the Comic Cowboy Society. Come on here. We have a society. And we don't treat, look how they out here in the rain. On they little golf course. I mean, they walking like, yeah, it's the day. Today is the day. <laughs> and it didn't matter how, how, how the weather was this morning. They say, I don't know. I'm just saying. All of his brides, Joe Kane brides was up early. Four o'clock this morning. Putting on their attire. To go pay respect. And we got to beg folk to pay respect, put on your attire. Uh huh. And come serve Jesus. But they was up there and they're going to be on TV. Oh, I was mad. Don't even know if they were married to that man or not. 50 of them. I'm saying, where's y'all going? I said, Lord, have mercy. And they proud of it. Where is Christ's body? A distinct society known as the body and bride of Christ. It has a unique heavenly calling and destiny. The church of Jesus Christ is over two thousand and twenty-four years old. That's, 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 that's a long time. Yeah, they say a lot of these societies out here are over uh, 100, 500 years old. Okay, well, the church is over. The society of the church is 2,024 years old. Yes, Lord. Yeah, that boy shout out of comedy. Yes, really high. The word church comes from the Greek word ecclesia. Now, now listen at this. You mean to, we ought to get this one. It means, which means an assembly or a congregation, here's that word again, of called out ones. Put your head on your heart. I've been called out to go back in. Say, but I don't go back the way I came out. Don't worry, pastor's still working on herself as well. That I don't get swallowed up in my trials. That was a good prayer this morning by Brother Davis. That I don't let my trials knock me over and swallow me up and leave me bitter and angry and upset. Lord, deliver me from this flesh. Because God got the power. See, there's the diff that's the difference between our society and other societies. God got power. Amen. He got power over the natural and the spiritual. Where they might only have power over the natural, God said, I got power over the spiritual and the natural. Amen. 
So the re- root meaning of church is not that of a building. The root meaning of a church is not that of a building. It's a people. It's a people. Church, a body of believers called out ones, called out for Jesus Christ and unto Jesus Christ. So the church is the body of Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, did you know who you are? Say, you are the body of Christ. Say, you're enjoined to a society that is distinct and unique and it's 2,024 years old. Hallelujah. 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 So wherever I go, wherever you go, you take the church. That's on your job, in your home, at school, in your neighborhood. Come on. Come on. When you step out the car and go and win Dixie, Christ showing up. When you step out the door and go to that job, Christ just showed up. The body is not to stay in the conference center. We are to be a part of the things of the earth because we are the salt and the light. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Just like the gifts work in here, they work on your job. They work in your neighborhood. Hello? They work in your grocery store. They work when you go out of town. When I go out of town, I don't stop dreaming just because I'm not in Mobile. Hello? When I go to the grocery store, I can hear God just as good in the grocery store as I can hear him in the church or at my house. Yes, you can. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Yeah, I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad I'm saved. Are you glad you saved? Are you glad you've been called out? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22. And it says, and had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all and all. So who's the head of the body? Uh Uh-oh. Who's the head of the body? Uh Uh-oh. Now that ought to tell us something. First of all, we called out. Isn't that something? I think we forget that one. We forget that. We've been called out. And I really believe we forget Christ is the head. Not us. Not us. Not us. So if he's the head, how do I get the information to flow in the body? 
The word. The word. That's why he says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove what is that good and acceptable. Wait a minute. Let me start over. Uh, Romans. Uh Uh-huh. Is it 12 and 1? Uh-huh. Be, I beseech ye, brethren, by the mercies of God, be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed. I want you to be different. I want you not. Now, if I go down here, I'm not going to be standing out there in the middle of the street speaking in tongues. Because he said, you got this treasure in an earthland vessel. So basically, Christ is, is amongst you, but you don't know it. <laughs> but you don't know it. You just know something different. And unless you ask me, or unless I'm told to say something, then okay. I could be praying quietly. I'm not going to be running up and down the street of the parade, making the Lord look like crazy. Because then they're going label to you, label you as a lunatic. And see, I know we got this impression, well, I don't care what they label me. I'm serving the Lord. How, read your Bible and study about the apostles. We're trying to win people, not run them away. We're not trying to run them away. Trying to bring them in. Trying to draw them into Christ. Hello. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How is the body formed? How is the body? Go to 1 Corinthians. And it's going to tell us how this body is formed. How did Christ put it together? I'm so glad I'm saved. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, let's just say you're out somewhere and the Holy Ghost moves upon you and he says, I want you to, because he, he will do that. He will do that. He will do that. And he says, I want you to pray for that person right there. I want you to pray. How, how would you go up to them? You're going to go up to them falling out on the floor and acting like you don't know who you are. And No. Hi. I know you don't know me, but my name is such and such. And I just really feel led of the Lord to pray for you. Is that okay? You got to ask permission. You can't just go around slapping folk. <laughs> see, that's why you don't see me. Now, if the Holy Ghost leaked, because I've been known to do it in the church, he'll lead me to go. But when you, you know, now we're not going to make long lines today because we got but, but when you come up here, you just open the door. You say, all right, pastor, anoint me with all, pray over me, and whatever God say. Because you, you opening the door. Somebody call you for prayer, they just open the door. And what Jesus said, whosoever will, let them 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Who was that said, uh, I think it was Elder Wanda. She said, now, we got to make as much noise as they're making down there. And I said, yeah. I said, because they got that juice. <laughs> some of us look real bad this morning. And then I thought, I said, Lord, we got the Holy Ghost. What's wrong? What's wrong? I had a bad week, too. Don't, babe, I had a knock them, uh, what they call them, little fighting things? Rock them, sock them robots. I had a rock them, sock them week. He said, stir up the gift that's on the inside. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. They got the juice, we got the water. Because on the day of Pentecost, they thought Peter, Paul, James, and John them were drunk. And Peter stood up and said, these are not drunken as you suppose, but this is that. This is that. This is that that the prophet Joel prophesied about. And in the last days, God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. They thought they were drunk. I will not be like that. I don't care what I go through. I don't care how hard the devil hit me. He will not shut me up. What does that mean? You're not going to stop me from letting the Holy Ghost make me smile, letting that joy bubble up. Okay, you hit me, but guess what? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Laugh anyhow. She coming in, she coming in, she gonna come in, she coming in, she coming in. She coming in, she coming in, yes, Lord. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12 and 12. And it says, for as the body, they're talking about the natural body. For as the body is one and hath many members. Look at your body. How many, you got many members on your body, right? You got your ears, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your legs. Come on here. All right. And all the members of that one body being many are still what? One body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit, the Holy Spirit, are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bound or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Somebody say it's the Holy Ghost that baptizes us into the body. He's shining. Keep shining. So basically, when you went through the sinner's prayer, it was the Holy Ghost that drew you to get saved. And then the Holy Ghost stays with us because Jesus said he'd be with you and in you. It was the Holy Ghost that drew you to get saved, drew you to get in the church, drew you to get in the word. And then when you did the sinner's prayer, he incorporated you into the body of Christ. And the more you worship him, and the more you learn how to yield to him, guess what? He going to fill you up, fill you up, fill me up, Lord. I want to run over. No, I don't sing, but okay. Fill me up. I want my cup to run over. He anoints my head with all. My cup begins to run over. 
Come up over me, Lord. Overshadow me, Lord, till I run over. My, 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 my. That's the one thing I liked about the mask. I could go in the store and be speaking in tongues and everybody smile. Hey, baby. <laughs> Talking to my Jesus. <laughs> Sometimes I want to put that mask on. So they won't know what's going on with me because I'm talking to the Lord. Somebody say, fill me up, Lord. Say, fill me up, Lord. Say, help me to yield to you so I can run over. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So it's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. For the body is not one member, but many. Aren't you still? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look at yourself. Aren't you still one with many members? So it's saying that's how the body of Christ is. That's how the church is. It's many members, but one body. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The Holy Spirit. So, It is the baptism of the spirit that incorporates us into the body of Christ. That is, there could be no church. There could be nobody until the day of Pentecost. Why? Because the Holy Spirit gave the body of Christ the ability to be living and effective. Did y'all hear me? Did y'all hear me? It it couldn't have been no church. Say, what do you mean? Yes, it could have. We could have met somewhere and formed something. Guess what? What he's saying is it wouldn't have had no life without the Holy Ghost. It would be dead. You ever been to some... I'm sorry. I'm going to be good. (sighs) See, well... I just talk about me. I came out of a place where if the Holy Spirit began to move, if you begin to clap your hands, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hey, yes, Lord, we love you. They take you in the back. Some churches are on a, uh, they have that time. You're going to pray, announcements, offering. Bring a little sweet word, and it's time to go. There is no move of the Spirit. There is no move of the Spirit. But God is not dead. He's yet alive. I can feel him in my hands. I can feel him in my feet. Uh, I can feel him all over me. God's not dead. He's yet alive. And some churches are scared of the Holy Ghost. Because they say, we don't know what you're going to do. We don't know what you're going to do. We don't know how it's going to use you. But we, we as a people, we can't be afraid of the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is here. He came on the day of Pentecost. And that's been over 2,000 years ago. So he's here. And then he wants to be in us. 
And some people, you better not shout unless they tell you to. I'm thinking, what? Where are we going with this? Huh. Are y'all all right? Amen. You still with me? Amen. Well, I'm sorry, you still with the word? Amen. Okay, so it's formed by God putting things in order, putting the members in order. It is incorporated through the Holy Spirit. So the church is a body made up of living members. This shows that it is not a organization. See, those are organizations out there. But this in here is an organism. There is a difference. Because we're infused with the living God. A live form. See, they only own human life. We own God life. An organization is an organized body of people with a particular purpose, especially a business, society, or association. But an organism is a life form. So where do we get the life form? The Holy Ghost. It is a whole with independent parts likened to a living being. It refers to life itself. Well, who is life? God. Now, I'm going to prove it. I know you said, okay, we kind of understand it. We're saying amen. Go to Romans. If it ain't in the word, God not going to give it to me to say. Go to Romans chapter (laughs) 8. Come on. Romans chapter 8. And it reads, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Wait a minute now. So that means every other society without the Lord in them, that's what? They did. Come on. He says the body is dead because of what? Sin. And we were all born into sin. He says, but the spirit is life because of what? Righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Wait a minute. Is that in your Bible? So what's got you living? What's got you with real life? The spirit of Christ. Before you got the spirit of Christ, you were what? dead. Why? Because sin had what? Killed the body. So a lot of people are walking around dead and don't even know it. Ah, yes Lord, it's healing time. Oh, they don't have no life. Come on now. Come on. Come on. They don't have no real life. Only real life comes through Christ. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I am alive. Go to Titus. Thank you, Jesus. Say, it's time. Yes, Lord. I want to put this on here. Uh-huh. I want to put this on here. Woo! 
We finna, we, this is going to get good. We going home? Okay. This is Titus. And we want to go to chapter 3. Oh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. You got Titus chapter 3? All right. I want you to go to verse 4. Okay. Let me show you something. It says, but after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness. How are we saved? We saved by grace, through faith. And that's not of ourselves. It's what? The gift of God. How dare you tell somebody you not saved? Because you didn't do, do, I, I, no, get Jesus. That's how we get saved. We accept Jesus Christ as our Lord. See, there's your key. He has to be Lord over your life. That means he's leading you, guiding you by his word, telling us what to do. Hey, yeah, that shit. Woo. And the love of God, our Savior, appeared, and, I, and, and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us, watch this, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. What does regeneration mean? He gave you a new gene. See, I know what you're saying. Oh, but the people out there alive. No, they're not. If they haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they haven't been regened. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What is a gene? What is a gene? Uh, 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 a gene is a unit of heredity, which is transferred from a parent to the offspring. So the father, who is God, transferred to us we just read it in Romans when the spirit came he brought a gene of righteousness because the body was dead because of sin but I've been regened I got a gene now a heredity trait of my father which is called righteousness so I'm no longer dead watch this thank you Holy Ghost help me preach this I'm no longer dead to the things of Christ now, because of the gene of righteousness, because of the Holy Ghost, I can begin to understand the word of God. You ever been around some folk and they say, well, I just don't understand the Bible. I done read it and read it. I, it don't make no sense. It's not going to make any sense until you come in and get saved. Amen. 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 Shine for me, Anna. Go on and shine. It's all right. <laughs> it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Woo! Look at your neighbor and say, we got a new gene. It was transferred from the Lord to us. New gene, a unit of heredity, which is transferred from a parent to the offspring. And is held to determine some characteristics of that offspring. Aha. Finna take me right on into what I want to say. You remember what I said? We were going to talk about the body of Christ, the church. Hold that thought now. Got to keep up. 
and it's working relationship to the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the foundational grace gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts Jesus Christ gave to the church, the sevenfold spirit of God called the abilities of God. You remember that? So in that gene that God put in us at salvation, all of this came with it. It's in every one of you. But it's only going to manifest as God will it. Oh, Jesus, help me. And it's got to be cultivated. You can plant an apple seed. You're not going to get apples tomorrow. You can plant a lemon tree. You're not going to get lemons tomorrow. Hello, it's got to be what? Cultivated. Keep shining, keep shining, keep shining. And I can't grow in a closed-in place. See, God had to bring me out. Be quiet. Shh, we don't do that over here. What? What, what, what do you mean? Take her in the back. Calm her down. What? what? I'm just praising God, and y'all are praising him too. So what, what's so? He's shining, keep shining, keep shining, keep shining, keep shining. Keep shining. When you got saved and he put the new gene in you, all of that came in you. You just got to let him cultivate it. It's got to be watered. It's got to be exercised. And it don't just operate in the church. How dare you come in the house of God and want to tap the house of God. And that same Holy Ghost can't tell you to be kind to somebody out there. To be respectable to somebody out. I'm going somewhere. I know I told God, I said, you always give me these mess, complex messages when there's something going on. But God know what he's doing. So guess what I say? Yes, sir. Amen. You got the same gifts in you. So you can teach Sunday school at the church, but you can't teach your children. Really? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. What do you say, Lord? Somebody say, I've been regened. Did you notice something in the scripture? Blew my mind. Long time ago, God revealed this to me. He said, by the washing of regeneration, Gene, regeneration, regeneration, and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Did y'all get that? Renewing of the Holy Ghost. So you mean to tell me I had the Holy Ghost? Because you can't renew something if you didn't have it. How did I have the Holy Ghost? 
is the breath of life. It had to be renewed. It had to be renewed. We were all born into sin. When Adam and Eve and Eve and Adam sinned, it cast a shadow over that perfect being. They already had God in them. They were already illuminated from God. They were already smart and intelligent and wise. But just like God, he was going to cultivate it. We don't sit long enough and let God cultivate us. I know what I'm doing. Huh? We don't let him cultivate us and grow us up so we know how to properly use and operate. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to learn. Amen. So the church or the body of Christ is an organism. It's a living form through Christ. It's a living thing that has an organized structure. 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 As the human body is for the manifestation of a personality, so the church, the body of Christ, is for the purpose of manifesting Christ's personality. Oh. So I'm supposed to see love, joy. Let me stop right there, and I'm going to go over these. And then I guess we're going to quit. Somebody say, I'm the body of Christ. Say, so he purchased the church, whom I am, with his own blood. Then he gave me his gene, which is the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth, the spirit of righteousness, the spirit of holiness. Now, I am a body that is to manifest Christ, which means, oh, I love it, I love it, the way it just tied back in. I'm to manifest love, joy, peace, long-suffering, 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 gentleness. Goodness, faith and hope, meekness, meekness, temperance. I know how far to go. I'm not still down at the Mardi Gras dancing in the street while everybody gone. It's time to go home. I got some temperance. I know how long to hold you on the phone. I know how long. <laughs> I got some temperance about me. I know how to hold that ugly word. I'm mad. I want to slap somebody. <laughs> but thank God for the Holy Ghost, the fruit of the Spirit. I know how to have temperance. That's a personality of Christ. The, the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit is a personality of our God. So is the nine gifts. What are the gifts? 
But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the gift of faith, gifts of healing, workings of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, the interpretation of tongues. And I do have the interpretation of all of these, but we don't have the time today. I'm just trying to show you when the Holy Ghost came, when you got saved, when the gene came, when the gene from Christ came, you got the nine fruits, you got the nine gifts, and you also got the 26 foundational grace gifts. You loaded. Lord, have mercy. You said, what are, I'm just some of them, because we, we going, we going. The 26 foundational grace gifts are righteousness, eternal life. Yeah, you got eternal life right now in you. Right now. That's deep. That's why people have to get, people need to get saved. And I ain't talking about no made up in their mind. You need to get the, go through the sinner's prayer, be baptized in Jesus' name. When those men on the day of Pentecost, when they saw Peter and Paul them, they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? And they said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. You then shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Remember what he told him? Oh, here we go. One coming to this, I thought I wasn't going to say this the next Sunday. Remember what Jesus said? He said, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you can be a witness. Why can't I witness before then? Because you don't have the gene and you don't have the fruits and you don't have the gifts and you don't have the foundation of grace gifts. And you don't have the sevenfold spirit of God. Nah, 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 nah. That's why you're not ready to take it on. He said, after that, he said, go what? Go back, wait in Jerusalem until you be endured. See, some of us get a little touch and we gone down the street. We don't wait till we get endured with power. <laughs> hey, <laughs> where's all? Where it controls you? Where you running over? That's what he told him. He said, "Don't you try to go witness until you get endured with power from on high, because you're not equipped. You're not ready. They're gonna send you home. That devil gonna eat your lunch." Yes, Lord. Somebody say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The grace gifts also include prophecy. That means you don't you don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. Prophecy, ministry is serving. And that's why we say everybody under the sound of my voice is a minister because you're serving at some capacity. Even if you work at Burger King, even if you work at McDonald's, even if you work at Old Shell, 
the Oyster House, even if you work for Target, even if you work at Bel Air Mall, even if you work for BM, uh, 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 the IBM, that's what I'm trying to say. That light is supposed to be shining. I am surprised. I said, Lord, thank you. Everybody not a fool with their money. I got a chance to watch this uh, program last night. I had never seen it before. And it's called uh, the Soulful Awards to the Athletic Society. Yeah, I sure did. I watched it. And Kurt Franklin was on there. And for the first time, I saw the setup of that song, Bless Me, Bless. Man, I was up in the floor dancing. And I thought Courtney was going to come down. I said, well, she can't hear me. So anyway, had TV up loud. Bless me, bless me, bless me, Lord, indeed. Not just for me, but all these people with me. And then, you know, he got to get really crunk. <laughs> I like it when he get crunk. I sure do. He was talking about our Jesus. But I was surprised at how many of our young black men, everybody ain't a fool, was getting awards for foundations they had started. Everybody ain't going to jail. Everybody ain't shooting up folk. Everybody, uh, let me put it like this. All of our black men are not on drugs, shooting up people, going to jail. No, they're not. No, they're not. And they were giving them awards because of their foundation, because this is what they did. Once they start making their money, then they, they, they stepped out and opened foundations to reach back and help the young children, to help the younger children, the younger generation. And guess what? And they had wives. Now, see, there's something about that. Young men, you can run as fast as you want, but eventually one day you need to settle down and let God send you a wife. Because what is that? That's your help. They had wives. And one man, I really, he dressed so California, whatever. I didn't know nothing about it. I was like, oh, I don't know. Oh. And so last night, he got an award. I like to fill out the chair. This man is mar- happily married. He has a foundation. He has two boys and a girl, and he loves the Lord. I said, oh, my God. And all I could do was sit there and cry. I said, Lord, everybody ain't a fool. Everybody ain't crazy. Everybody ain't just throwing their money away. Somebody know what to do with it. And and I'm going to tell you something else I saw. Now, this blessed me a little hard. One of the little men, his grandma had uh, brought him up. She had prayed with him, talked to him, took him to church. So they showed pictures of grandma on the journey. So you know how grandma's dressed, right? Honey, at that ward last night, grandma had on a fur coat. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She had on a fur coat with white fur. I said, Grandma, you got my coat on. <laughs> what you doing? What you doing with my coat on? Anyway, and Sister Girl had on some glasses with stars in them. I said, oh, Grandma, the mood on her. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so he was giving God the glory, and then he looked out. He said, now, Grandma, don't cry now. Wow. It really did me good. Because when you look out in the world today, our young folk act like they done lost their mind. And you wonder what's going on. What's wrong with you? And some of them were brought up in the church and act like they crazy. Act like they crazy. 
Now, see, I would have went to that show if it had came to Mobile. That's right. You would have seen me on TV. And I, what pastor doing in there with them? Watching the show. Enjoying the show. Enjoying seeing the blessing of the Lord. How he blessing them young men to go on with their life and do something with their life. Because, see, they always tell us about the football players that's going to jail, beating up women. Come on. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Oh, they, they put that on their real big. And it breaks your heart because you've made it. You've got that far. But I found out last night, everybody not doing that. And they're men of color. And they doing, and the baby, they be sharp. Oh, Lord. Ain't nothing like a black man dressed. Oh! Oh, yeah. I'd like to see a black man dressed up. With a nice, with his hair nice, braids nice, whatever you want to do. Huh? But I'm just saying. You understand what I'm saying, baby? Young ladies dress nice, looking nice, smelling. For the, you serve the Lord. It's sad. Oh, so now I'm looking at you. So now I hid. That's what God was talking about. You can go up all you want, but you better take Jesus. Please take him. He's what you're going to need. He wants you to go up. He wants you to represent. Them young men wasn't afraid. They said, uh-uh. First, I'm going to get, not my manager, not my mother, grandma. Uh-uh, I'm giving honor to you. God. And when they talk to them young children, they talk to them about the Lord Jesus. Where are you? Where is our young? Where are you? Where are you? In Mobile. Get all that money. And let it go to their head. Then they're all on TV. Just beat up their wife. Just beat up their girlfriend. Punched out somebody. Shot somebody. Was out there drunk in the middle. Why? 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 You supposed to be representing. Supposed to be representing. And then reach, once you get so high in your status, reach back and help somebody. Help somebody. No, I understand. Everybody don't want it. I get it. I get it. Don't get me wrong. But thank you, Jesus, for those that do want it. So where are those that can mentor those that want it? Where are you? Because see, while you teaching them to prophesy, you need to teach them how to go to work. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How to go to work and be on time. Not in the bathroom hiding. Till your time is up. Obeying the rules of the job. Teach them that.
bear with them to pull up their pants. Oh my God. Are we preaching? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Because we need you. Teach them how to stop mistreating women. Teach the girls how to stop mistreating the men. Men ain't a doggone pocketbook, a wallet. Teach them how to have decent. Where did y'all get this from? You can't can't be a Christian and date. Yes, you can. Where'd you get that? Christians know how to date. Is it time to throw the candy? Let me go. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> and I need to stop because y'all know I'm not going to go down no Mardi Gras. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to get in that car and go home. Y'all call me. My, my daughter told me the other day. She said, you so boring. <laughs> she said, mama, you just need a life. I said, I got a life. Right here, I sit on this sofa. Talk to the Lord. Leave me alone. But I, I'm going to just say, this is what we really need. When you make it, turn around and help somebody else. And it doesn't always mean you got to just load them down with money. Teach them something. Teach them something. And if they need something and you got it, okay. Teach them how to go on an interview and get the job. Teach them how to be truthful and not liars. Teach them not to steal, as Apostle Paul said, but working with their own hands, earning their own living. We got to be taught. I said we got to be taught. We got to be taught. Everybody want to be in the pulpit. Those gentlemen had a pulpit last night. Those gentlemen got a pulpit in their foundations. That's what I'm praying. Lord, I hope I'm mentoring people to do better. Because I sat there last night. I said, Lord, am I helping anybody? Am I touching anybody? Am I mentoring anybody to do better? Because, see, Christianity is not just sitting up in somewhere in a trance. Uh Uh-uh. That's not it. It's to be Christ-like. It's to let our light so shine before the public. So they'll see our good works, the Father's good works in us, and want to serve him. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand, praise.